adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. What's going on? Very sorry about that. Nah, you good. You good. Nothing much. Uh, you know, doing better than Zion Williamson. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Of course. <laughs> Herb. Am I okay? This I think this was an exception today because you were having technical difficulties. Am I correct in this assessment as your friend that mm-hmm. you will be on time for everything in your professional obligations? Absolutely. You, very, you seem very serious about that, but outside of that, you don't strike me as someone who runs on time. Like I think no. the first time you and I hung out. We were meeting up at some like craft brewery bar in the city and you showed up like an hour late. And this is before I knew you a little better, but I was like, <laughs> I, we get to points during that hour where I'm like, I, I don't know if this guy's showing up. And when you did show up an hour late, I said, uh, I said, you all right, what happened? And you, you just kind of shrugging your ass. So I don't recall that, but your assessment is generally correct. I do have a punctuality issue in my personal life. Professionally, I'm usually okay. Um, but personally, I, and it's not even like, it's like, it's like I'll, I'll take like a long shower or my, my, my poop and shower routine will just run extra long as I'm watching the clock tick by, not even like scurrying along. It's just like, yeah, well, I'll get in the shower five minutes before I'm supposed to arrive somewhere. That does happen that takes, to me. That takes 20 minutes to drive to. <laughs> you just don't give up me like at a certain just, time? What? No, I, You I, just don't I, give up at a certain time? You just, just like, say man. he's not going? Right. It's like, man, I... Or, no, no, no. Or like, man, I can't take the shower and do this poop because I waited too long. I'm going to just have to... No, because then... Man. No, because then I'm uncomfortable. So I'd rather you be a little annoyed yeah. that I'm late than for me to be out uncomfortable. Well, I mean, <laughs> in some situations, they're 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 going to be more than annoyed. Like the plane will leave in some of these situations. I've only ever missed one plane in my life, and it was not because I was late. I was actually at the airport probably two, three hours before my flight left. We were going to New Orleans, and you know, you get this New Orleans thing in your mind, so you start like drinking like at the airport and so we're sitting at the bar and we're drinking and i'm talking about our bar is 30 feet from our gate and there are these two twins i'll never forget them these two twins from north carolina these like middle-aged white dudes and they were like yo he was like he said something about like shots you guys don't want to drink this morning i was like hey you're talking to the wrong person sir like talk to the rest of these people because i'm with the shit and so he's like, fine, <laughs> shots for everybody. And so wow. he goes, shots for everybody. And then not to be outdone, I got to send the round back. Shots for everybody. <laughs> so we do this until we're all basically hammered at like 8 a.m. And then me and my friends, we can't, we get up, casually stroll, try to get like, it's probably time for us to go to the game. We get over there and it's like, nobody's there right there's the there's the the person that works for the airline at the desk and there is a plane outside that window 
but there's no one sitting outside the gate. We're like, yo, what's going on? And so as our, you know, sobriety tries to kick in, we're like, are we like, so we actually do like, yo, we missed like boarding. Like, yeah, and the door's closed. You're not getting in. He was clearly not for nothing. When, when that door on. closes, you are not getting in. That's yeah. true. <laughs> I mean, but it doesn't he, matter what airline or how nice the gate attendant is. I agree with you, but he was happy about it. Like he ah, it's closed yeah. and you're not getting in. It was like, well, all right. And so some of my friends get like super upset. And I just, I don't, I generally don't get upset. I usually remain calm no matter like what's happening. So I'm like, Hey, that's already done. Calm down. Let's figure out how we're going to get to new Orleans. We got there a couple of hours later. It was cool. They just put you on another flight. Probably. Yeah. They, they, they ended up putting us on another flight. The, the people who, you know, adjusted it wasn't that guy, but they were very, very nice and accommodated us. I think we might've had to have like a layover in like Atlanta or something like that. But we got there maybe just an hour or two later than we were supposed to. Yo, what is up with those people? What people? Like, and, and we all know those people. Oh what yeah, people? those people. Those you know, people. just just happy to see oh. somebody's day ruined. That enjoy. Uh, they yeah, enjoy okay. being yeah. the the initiator of 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 somebody's day, a bad day or bad time, yeah. and yeah. just they, love it and revel in it. It's so they really weird. With it. But you got to think about it, Tom. Though, They're happy to that, close the gate on you, whatever gate that might be. They can't happy whatever to, gate. Right. Happy to say we close. We ain't got no food for you. Like what? <laughs> like, come happy on. about it. I don't um, know. But yeah, I think that 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 gig in particular. I mean, you watching people come and go all day, and they're going to wherever, right? They're going to Bora Bora and Hawaii and you are just checking them through all day. And so the minute you get to tell somebody you are not going to Bora Bora, you're like, <laughs> you're not going to Bora Bora <laughs> because I said so. <laughs> that sounds like a really messed up way to live. It's tough. I'm surprised you didn't get angry, but then now that I think about it, Herb, I can't think of a time when I have seen you angry. No, it's very, it's very, I don't very think rare. that really happens much to you, I would suspect. But like, when does it happen? What does angry Herb Howard look like? Scary. That's why it's rare. Like, like it's, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just, it takes me a whole, whole lot to get mad. And so once oh. I get mad, well, number one, I feel very justified because I don't even be getting mad. So if I'm mad, I'm, I, f- I feel like I'm justified in whatever level of anger I'm at. And then it's There's like a self-awareness. You know that you know that you even are aware that like if I'm this mad. Yeah, I go. I have I, the right to be. It's too far. So it's like just stay out my way. There's something to that because I'm, I'm kind of on the same vibe, right? Like, yeah. Jason, you rarely see me. like. Oh, I don't think you get anger. mad unless it's some kind of affront to your wife. Yeah. And then yeah. you will get then you will get mad. But I it's hard to even picture you being like. Uh, animatedly angry about something. Yeah. Were you mad at the moving debacle? Yeah, there was some oh, moving yeah. thing with her yeah, wife yeah, that we, I was that we super covered. Mad that day. Some, yeah. Like it was, it left in a way that like he, all his wife's or his fiance at the time, all her stuff was out on the sidewalk. Yeah, but even I then, I, I don't picture tone like I don't picture him yelling or getting in someone's face. Beating like, on the not, moving guys. It's just not him. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, that was probably that was probably the, the angriest I've ever been ever. Like, and that's weird. But, like, sometimes I think about that, Herb. Like, man, like, if I don't normally get mad and then I get mad at something, was it a buildup of all the stuff that I did pass on that's making me also, like, reach this level of anger that I'm not processing this very moment correctly? 
Like I, I think about that too. It's like, man, I don't, it don't. It takes me a while to get angry, but maybe it's these little stuff that I'm that I'm letting go that let me. I should I should have just let the small level. things out, and then I wouldn't have exploded. Right. right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I do a that. little bit That's of that in my house. Sure. Like I will get, especially with the kids, I will be annoyed by something they're doing, and I will think I'm doing the right thing by letting it go, and I will let it go and let it go and let it go, but I'm not actually letting it go. I'm only like just not saying anything about it, but inside I, I, it's building to the point where it's like, so for, it's not fair to them, but the first time I bring this up is going to be sounding like the fifth time I've brought it up because and that's how it's been like, going in my mind. Yeah. It's the first time I've done that. No, you've done it five times like the first four go, but you're going to get all five of my emotions. <laughs> you guys don't have kids yet, but you have no idea. I bet the other parents, if they listen to this, if they're honest parents, will agree that, like, I don't even know how many times a day I, in my head, tell my kids to just shut up. Just shut up. (laughs) I don't say that. I don't know if I've ever actually said that to them. I will occasionally say it under my breath where only my wife can hear it, and she will get a laugh out of that. And then the kids will be like, what are you guys laughing about? Like, nothing. Nothing, kids. Today <laughs> might have been one of those days, man. Tone, you should like Tone. Do you ever just wake wake up in a bad mood? I don't mean like when someone is dealing with depression. That's different. This is just like you can tell. This is like a one day thing. I've just woken up in a bad mood because it happened to me and Herb today, and we were even kind of being like argumentative with each other about like nothing about small not even things, real things. Nothing. We were just like we were bickering. With each other, like like two little boys today during Bears we practice, were. because we're just both in like disagreeable moods, and I don't even know why when, when this happens to me. It took it took that little it took that little walk around to the other field for me to realize what was happening because you had said you were like you're just being argumentative, and I was like maybe I am. Yeah, then we I took, called then him we out on walk. it, right? <laughs> and we took that walk, and I was like. Like, no, he's being that way, too. So we get over there and I'm like. I'm like and you're right. Like, you're right. And we get over there and it just it just continues. And so I'm like, you know what? We are both just we just woke up in a bad mood and we are just like <laughs> bickering about back and forth with each other. Not even mad at each other. Just just in funky moods for no reason. It was just, and we're weirdly taking it out on each other for no reason. Just just bickering. <laughs> Just disagreeing with every because Herb is usually other than the um, other than my actual coworkers, and maybe even including my actual coworkers. Herb is the person I spend the most time with at Hallis Hall, especially during the off season practices tone or training camp where we're out there on the field for a couple hours. I yeah. you will almost always find the two of us sitting or standing together. You know, babbling on and on conversations that would be interesting to no one. I, I can't even tell you the conversation we were arguing today. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna bore you with the details. We were like sticking it to each other and arguing today about Mike Vrabel. Yes, we were. <laughs> like, there's no way I could present it to you in a way that listen, would be interesting. Listen, you don't listen, need to don't. know anything more about it than that. You can picture how two like sports nerds who do this for a living would right. get into some stupid <laughs> argument with each other about Mike Vrabel, but we were doing this about like everything. Oh, and then I'm like, Hey, like it's going to be like, interesting to see how we do. Cause we got to host a show together tonight. <laughs> Tone, I've got, I've got 
uh, beer or liquor or food or cash, whatever one you want. If you can tell me, if you can put these things together and tell me what it was we were arguing about. No, this isn't. There's no way you can make this interesting. Mike Vrabel, Herm Edwards, Frank Reich. <laughs> the most mid coaches ever. <laughs> these are the Larry Bird. These are the names that are coming up in this conversation, and it was, and we were. No matter which one of us said, you know, led with it, it was like the other one was like, absolutely not. Like you're wrong about that. <laughs> that's funny. It was bad. That's, that's funny. It was fun. It, once we realized it, it was it was a good laugh though. It was a rousing was game fun. of who would you do. <laughs> no, it wasn't but we were very dis- we got into a disagreement about animals and stuff and actually like one of the things going on one of the big intrigues of uh bears off-season practices tone and there there are few like i know you read a lot about these practices all the teams oh i do not envy any of you guys Just, like i'm i'm perfectly happy reading it once you guys are done i would it isn't what you think it is like let me tell you, Mitch Trubisky had some great OTAs, <laughs> and that didn't really matter. But one of the big intrigues for us is there's this bird, uh, like, hold up. If you can picture a practice field tone, there, it, there's the goalpost and then the net behind the goalpost to catch the kicks. And at the bottom of this net, at the where this net meets the gravel, behind, like, off the grass, behind the end zone, there is a bird, this little black and white striped bird sitting on some eggs that has been its nest for like the last two weeks Hmm. and it's amazing how few people realize it's there because anytime you go near this thing it starts squawking and it's not scary Hmm. the bird's the size of your fist and but like like dion went walking right through there today and that bird reared up at her with its wings went off oh yeah yeah (laughs) that bird is serious bird has made a terrible decision about where to put its eggs because every kick that would go into that net is going to go straight down, which is right where that thing is. So it, it is only a matter of time, I feel like, before a football squashes this entire situation. But then so we got like into this whole argument about uh, about animals and, uh, you know, Herb, where, what would you, how would you, um, how would you articulate your theory or opinion about uh, white people and animals? Yeah, just it's just <laughs> the whites be whiting. That's really how I describe it. <laughs> the whites be whiting, and they do things that, like, even if you had if you had no idea, no context, somebody just told you, like, you're like definitely a white person. And one such instance was like they were like paddleboarding, standing up on these, you know, they're paddleboarding, and but they're doing it. Next to killer whales, you had me at paddleboarding, <laughs> and they're doing right. Definitely a white person already, right? <laughs> so they're doing this out in the ocean with killer whales, and then there's a video, uh, manufactured or not, where this yeah, killer I think whale comes up and like swallows one of these paddleboarders, and then the person recording the video is like, oh, I can't believe this. It's like, you can't believe that that killer whale swallowed that person swimming next to it? That surprises you? Like, these are things that just never happen to black people. And so, Jason, like, 
wait, we only do crazy stuff? I'm like, no, nah, we do crazy stuff too. It's just a different kind of crazy stuff. Like we do it's different crazy would, stuff. I, well, I guess the, the question is, would you trade our crazy stuff for their crazy stuff? We had that conversation too. Her, uh, we didn't have that conversation. You had that conversation. Her like had that conversation by himself for about like, five minutes in front of the entire media room later. I like to make it uncomfortable. I'm the only one, Tom. It's just me. It's a couple. It's a it's a couple older black guys on the camera crew. Love those guys, mm-hmm. but in the it's in the front, it's just me. So I I just I just like to make it uncomfortable sometimes. So oh, it gets uh, and I'm like, hmm. definitely, definitely. When I was uh, <laughs> when I was covering games, I look around and be like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So so I, you know I just you know I just I just go for it. I just go for it, and because. Jason's like my only friend in the room. Like everybody, we're all cool, but Jason's like my only friend. Yeah. So everybody else doesn't really know how to. You know, they, just, they just like kind of sit like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the black one sat next to me. What do I do? And so that, I, I, that I, I started conversations. I started this conversation about like, um, would I, would like if I could, would I trade being black to be white? And that's a good one. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, no. I was yeah. like, you know how they be like, you know, being black is dangerous, but it's lit. So I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that. Next question. Roll up on next random reporter. How do you feel about Malcolm X? Uh, who? <laughs> Herb had this entire conversation with himself while we were. I mean, it was kind of like for everyone, but he was doing all of the talking. It's just he, was, he asked himself that question. <laughs> it, but I, I want to go to one one Bears practice, but it has to be like an like a insignificant one because like when I go to these things now, like I know I'm not a journalist, I'm not a reporter, I'm just there to sh- shake things up, you know, be the be the wild card of the media group. You would be it would be something because like our media group that covers the Bears is tough on mm-hmm. Matt Eberflus. But fair. You would be tough on him, but unfair. You have hated him from the beginning <laughs> because of his face or something. You've never given me an explanation that made sense. Wow, Tom. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not You would for, be wildly unfair. To, you would come in there and just be like, it'd be your turn to ask a question. You'd be like, I don't like you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not professional. More of a comment than a question. It's strictly personal. You know, it's so strictly personal, yeah, just strictly personal. It's not <laughs> nothing says, professional. So we're all good it's, it's, it's not business. To, it's personal to a man that maybe you've met in like passing or something. <laughs> oh, I've never met him. Yeah, I never. No, met he's him. never met him. Uh-oh. And not only that, but Matt Eberflus, the man. Matt Eberflus has basically no public history before taking this job. Tony didn't right. know who that was until That's he got hilarious. hired. Zero. Idea. That's hilarious. I will man. give I will. I will give Jason credit on this. He's like, listen. I know, like, there are some perks to being a white man, and I, I know it's not fair, but it just is what it is. Like, it just is. What it is. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it just is what it is. It's it, it's fine. I don't but know I if I'm going to co-sign that as a like summary of my beliefs on this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm also quote. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm pull that out and tweet that out. I was clear yeah. about the fact that it's not fair. And That's and I do my best to do my best to do my part. It's not fair. I do my best to do my part toward whatever I can do mm-hmm. in that area. Agreed. 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 A thousand Thanks. percent agreed.
I, by the way, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm an animal person. I don't think I qualify as an animal person. I am very fascinated by the animals. I love going to the zoo. I love seeing animals from a distance. I'm not going to be one of those people that is like defending sharks and being like, oh, they don't want to bite you. Uh, you just went in their habitat or like, I don't need to, I don't need to have a parrot on my shoulder. Like, I don't need to touch the animals. I'm never going to be one of those guys that's like paying money to, you know, pet a cheetah or whatever. Yeah, no. Those like Match. special experiences in the zoo. Mm-mm. It's not necessary. So the going back to the bird that we spent, we definitely talked about the bird more than we talked about Justin Fields today. I'm talking about like as an entire beat, we talked about the bird more than we talked about Justin Fields today. <laughs> about 30 true, minutes into yeah, talking true. about this bird, another reporter looks up and sees Jason has on a hat. It's like, wait, what's that hat say? And the hat's like, birds aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Cassie? I think Cassie was with me on that. Oh, yeah. Cassie was not here for the bird at all. Not here for the bird at all. And the bird was just sitting on their egg, sitting on her eggs. And so it was just. And then there's this poor kid who like shags the kicks. Right. Yeah. The field the goals. Yeah. He's supposed to catch the field goals. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of pressure on him with that. Bird generally bird. does a good job. Right. Generally can catch him. But there was just a lot of pressure on him because like Jason's not lying. Any ball that hits that net and falls down has about a 60% chance of crushing this bird and its eggs. <laughs> and so we're like, hey, the bird dies, kid. You die too. Catch the ball. <laughs> that bird will not see it coming. Tony, I'm in charge of dealing with all the nuisance animals at our house and have been for years, going back to when we lived in Miami. When we lived in Miami, it's a lot of – it's some of the same things that you get everywhere, like mice or whatever, but it's also – iguanas in the backyard and these little like two inch long lizards that get into your house. I don't even know what they're called. They're not geckos, but they're something. And I live in a house with my wife and daughters and they always want these nuisance animals taken care of, you know, lizard in the house uh, back in Florida or up here, you know, a a dead rat or squirrel or uh, a possum. I mean, a, a skunk once in the yard, like they want that, out of there but then they also want me to do it in like a super nice way (laughs) especially if the thing's still alive and they want to just imagine you know if a frog gets in the house or something or a toad they want to just imagine this fairy tale life that the frog has after dad saved it and uh and you know drove it 45 minutes to a forest preserve or whatever <laughs> and How that just isn't what happened. I, I will, I will make a reasonable effort. But like the other day, my one of my my nine year old Anna told me, "Hey, I think a bird has made a nest in the garage." And my first thought was like, "That bird's dead. <laughs> it's on sight. It's on sight, Tone." And the best thing is just not to tell them. Like, yeah. I think I think I told you about it on this show. Was we had some kind of skunk in our yard maybe last year that was wounded. And it was out there in the morning, and it was not moving much. It was kind of moving, but not walking around. And did you let it so, off? Did you did you set it off? Hit it with that fa fa. I don't have that. Well, you hit it with the fa fa. No, I called animal control, wow. and they said you have to call the police. I told you about this. They said oh, you yeah. have and to then call- they hit it with the fa fa, and they did. Yes, and all <laughs> this happens when my wife and daughters what, what, are not what they home. Do? What did they do? They hit it with what? the what? With the fi fi? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Hey, Tom, something's wrong with you. <laughs> but I take care of all of this, you know. I'm mm-hmm. I do dir- I do all the dirty work. And then the kids, Ashley and the kids get home and they want to know the kids have a million questions about what happened to the skunk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you You don't want to know. Unless you unless unless you come in the house and you see that I have bought a kennel for the skunk and put a bowl of food out for it, you could probably guess what happened, and you don't really want the details on this. But I take every, what? I, yes, Tone. <laughs> I take every one of these animals. Like I found a dead possum in the backyard. This happens when you live in the suburbs. Like I, I um I found like dead squirrels in the driveway once. It was weird. I one time found a dead squirrel like at our doorstep. But you find these things. Rabbits, whatever. I do, always do the same thing. We live in a cul-de-sac. There's a median in the cul-de-sac that has a tree and some bushes. And every single time I take a shovel and I scoop up whatever dan- dead animal that is. And I walk out in front of the house and I fling it into that median. You have a, always, rodent, a rodent cemetery in the cul-de-sac? It, yeah, like the Lion King when they go to the, uh, what is it, elephant graveyard? Elephant graveyard. Yeah, that's what it looks like, but mini. Yeah, out in that median. And in the neighborhood kids, including my own, are always playing in there. They're always, like, setting up a fort, like, let's pretend we live in the woods. And I always tell them, I'm like, guys, that's where I throw all the dead animals. And I think they just think, especially the other neighbor kids, they think I'm maybe just this weird neighbor that's joking around about that. And I'm not. That's where I put all the dead animals, and they don't believe me. They're going to go in there looking for, like, a lost softball one day and find a bunch of rodent corpses just in there but I, I i i think probably like maybe like fox come through at night and just thank you for their late night snack that's my theory i'm pro fox mm-hmm. so i feel like i'm just leaving I'm little snacks <laughs> leaving little snacks out there for the foxes <laughs> but the foxes probably don't get everything maybe they leave a hide i don't know so like i hope the kids are looking for a baseball or a water bottle or something if they go out there looking for a stuffed animal and they see just a little tuft of it sticking out. They might be in for a bad surprise. I don't know. That's not that's not what they want. Jason, you funny because you like, like I'm like he's like if that if that bird is like outside somebody's window, like we're all like fawning over the bird and like super. Yeah, everyone's very protective of the bird at the practice field. <laughs> but but it's really annoying when it when it starts to chirping and all that. It was like the, the sound itself is actually annoying. It's like it's like an alarm going off tone. When you get near that thing, it's like mm-hmm. ah 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 ah. Whoa. No doubt. No doubt. Jason, like, if anybody out here, anybody, if that bird was outside their window, you would not like it there. You'd want it gone by any means necessary. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'd open my window and shoot at it. I'd use a BB gun, but I'd just shoot at it. And Jason's like, no. Shovel. Boom! Yep. <laughs> Flat side of a shovel. If that thing's outside your bedroom window or your home office, you know, you're not protecting that bird in that situation. No, not at all. Let's start the show. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure. Russ Dorsey is out, but we've brought in Herb Howard from the Bigs to fill in for him. Good to have you, Herb. Always an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for the invitation. Friend of the show. My favorite a friend of uh, me, also. And my favorite person to have on our show. We also have uh, Tony Gill producing for us, the goaded producer, Tony Gill. What's going on, Yo, Tony? I just saw Did her. Did you get a new t-shirt? Is that Michael Jordan celebrating uh, the third championship? Yeah. Yeah, oh, this is. is the third championship trophy today. Uh, as as on we're recording, is the twenty fifth anniversary of the sixth championship. Um, so oh. yeah, twenty five years ago, the Bulls won their last championship. So 
Are you happy? Are you happy for your guy, Jokic? You're, you have been mm-hmm. on the Jokic bandwagon forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. You needed no convincing. No. You've been the guy doing the convincing. Yes. I even got mad when I thought they weren't going to vote him MVP the second time. And they ended up voting him MVP. I had to put everybody on notice. You better vote for MVP. I'm coming through with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> no, that's, I salute that tone because watching Jokic play, I st- like I acknowledge his greatness. I recognize it. There's no doubt about it. I don't understand it. The man couldn't uh-huh. jump over a dime, and he's giving you thirty and thirty every mm-hmm. night. Like, how is this happening? It's like if you taught a bear to play basketball. <laughs> yes, that's his. That's his scoring game. That's how he plays in the post. But also, then he's like, he's like the Aaron Rodgers of passing. He's incredible. <laughs> this is the, the easiest way. Like when people ask me that, like, what makes him so good? I, the quickest way, the easiest way I, I can explain it is he processes information faster than everybody can. Yes, that is a great way. He sees it before you see it. Uh, LeBron, is LeBron is like that. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is like that. They know the mistake you've made before you realize you've made it. Yeah, yeah. He understands body physics, how bodies mm-hmm. move on, on a basketball court. I can get away with this because you're standing like this, or I can pass it to this guy because that guy over there is not looking at me. He processes that information faster than everybody else. Speaking of the third championship that the Bulls won, he's kind of like, what's the dude's name, Oliver? If Oliver could actually hoop. Remember that dude they had, the, the Suns had, the center, the heavy set center, the Suns had Miller? Oliver Miller, yes. <laughs> he's like, Oliver Miller, okay. if Oliver Miller could hoop. <laughs> I thought they were going to blow that game because he's so he's so not a scorer by nature. He ends up getting your thirty points, but he did, like doesn't try to. I thought they were going to blow that game tone because I'm watching the last five minutes and I'm like, if I'm Denver, all I would do is just lob it into him rolling to the hoop. That's it. Mm-hmm. And they might not score every time doing that, but I'll take my chances trying to seal off that game in the last four or five minutes doing that. And they weren't. They weren't mm-hmm. doing that, and he was still passing all the way to the end, but they, they got there in the end. It was funny. I mean, this stuff is funny to me in the moment. And then I realized like, Oh, ever the whole country thought this was funny. Now that's one of the effects of Twitter, his post game interview on the court where they're like, how elated are you? And he's like, now the job is done and we can go home. Go home. Yeah. He's the best. Right. It's like how I feel when I leave house hall every day. (laughs) He's the best. He, he became the, the most unstoppable thing in the sport not caring nearly as much as the rest of them. That's the wildest part about it. His brothers, his family was having fun. Oh, they were they lifting Michael Malone up. They, they love it. I love the way he thinks about it. This is a job. I am just so happen to be excellent at this job, and mm-hmm. now I get to go home. Until like Robert thought, Quinn. Herb. Yeah, until, yes. until they told him he had to go to a parade. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a clip today. He pushed uh, Jamal Murray into a pool. And that looked yeah. like the most he is. Most fun he's celebrate. ever had. Yeah, that looked like the wildest things have gotten here for Jokic. <laughs> Did you see him uh, do the champagne? He's like, Ugh. I, I didn't see that. This yeah. is your hero, Tone. This is your guy. Everybody's crying about winning Kevin the Durant, championship. Kevin Durant <laughs> tweeted that like all this guy wants to do is go home from work and FaceTime his horses. <laughs> and then he deleted the tweet because he was like, I don't know, it's a little too hot. But that does yeah. he does give off that vibe though Jokic does. Somebody was just telling me that he's like really into the horse racing, not like 
um, but the ones with the carriage on the back of the horses. You know what I mean? I've seen Carriots? it. I've no, seen it on no, TV. Like, no joke. I talk. I can't I've remember what I'm TV. talking to. I know what you're talking about. But they said whoever I was talking to, I might have been like on somebody's show or something, and they were saying that they knew someone who's like from maybe like Springfield area or whatever that's really into that sport, and like either the woman or her brother or something like that is like in the Hall of Fame of that sport. And they've made like millions off of that sport, but Jokic is really, really into it. So he invests a lot of money in, it and he's got like a horse or two or whatever. And he's really, really into horse racing with the carriage on the back. And they told me a wild fact that I had never even thought about, but it makes perfect sense. The jockey for that type of horse race sits right behind the horse. And then they tell me what then happens to said jockey as the race progresses. Everything that comes out the back of the horse, all the uh, exhaust tone. They said by the right time they in, get done with the race, it. the jockey is just covered in whatever a, the horse had. I got to YouTube those races. What a weird thing why. to have a passion for. It's like, I want a horse race, but I want to do it like they did in ancient Rome. <laughs> I like it that way. Yeah. Tony Gill, by the way, our goaded producer, the littest producer in the game, as he calls himself, is presented by Sheets and Giggles. Yep. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and get 23% off everything. I try to help you guys out. I've been trying to tell you that this is a great Father's Day gift, and it is, but you've waited too long at this point. This episode's coming out a couple days before Father's Day. You could still order it and just like tell your dad, hey, this is on its way. You're going to love it. And as a dad, I can tell you I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with a Father's Day gift that gets here like Thursday. Get that for your dad. Get it for yourself. Like it's summertime everywhere in the country. It's warm. The sheet set, silky smooth, 100% eucalyptus, perfect for warm summer nights. It keeps you cool, very comfortable. They look good. And you can get 23% off. It's a really good deal. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. You can also go to BetMGM. They sponsor Sports Adjacent. And you can go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. I guess you're betting on baseball at this point. Uh, your first bet, <laughs> Tony has a Tony has a plan for that, right? It's the same as his plan for basketball. Oh yeah, money line, socks opponent, you're good to go. <laughs> bet on whatever you want at BetMGM, but your first bet gets paid back in free betting credits up to a thousand dollars if you don't win. So you go on there, you bet five hundred dollars on whatever, and you either win, which would be great. I hope that's what happens for you. Or if you don't win, then they're going to give you $500 in free future betting credits to give it another shot. Just use promo code ADJACENT1000 when you go to BetMGM. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use ADJACENT1000. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Uh, Tone, we're going to keep going with Are You a Real One today. Are you looking forward to that? I am, man. It's with a guy that uh, we all love and enjoy. Jason Goff, one of your other bosses. I feel yeah. like I feel like we will get really good, you know, prime level Tony Gill while Goff is around. <laughs> you haven't listened. Is that, to that is that like hilarious or is that like intellectual? Because I don't, I don't, like, I, lo- I love Tone just as he is. He's like hilarious with the with with an undertone of intellect, or is it intellect with the undertone of hilarious? No, definitely hilarious undertone of intellect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you haven't heard the show in a while. It, yeah, I, it's the same me. I love it. Okay. Tom, be- right. before we go, though, I, I got to say this publicly. Shout out to you, man. Your wife is an absolute delight. Had the pleasure of meeting her, obviously, last oh, yeah, week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, absolute delight. Uh, met her on the way in. She was still hanging out on my way out. Uh, went by and said, you know, goodbye. She's an absolute delight. You've outkicked your coverage, sir. So 
you know, just stay right because you're already oh, winning oh. in life. All right. Well, I ain't going nowhere. I know what I got. I don't yeah, I mean like I don't mean like that. I I'm mean not, like just I'm, I mean like don't mm-hmm. litter on the street or anything like that because you're like you, favor is being shined upon you. Oh, so yeah, yeah. like don't don't do anything to throw off your karma is what I'm saying. In oh. like anything at all. Oh. Don't run a red light or nothing. Yeah, mm-mm. you're winning. I'm, I'm, I know what I got. I'm not going Pleasure. nowhere. I'm not doing nothing to mess this up. Don't Pleasure me. meeting that woman. Oh, phone and grave. All right. <laughs> Let's get Jason Goff in here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Speaking of medicine, Jason, you vibing? Huh? You vibing? Of course. So what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> of course. I just saw a, a whoosh of smoke come through the screen. I was like, oh, Jason's ready to go. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. You know, don't come out of the box like this. <laughs> <laughs> we just, uh, Jason we just Goff. Welcome Jason to the Lee. show, man. Her, nice to see up, you. Tone, Jay, what's happening? Uh, Jay, we just talked. Y'all couldn't, y'all couldn't, what, y'all couldn't uh, afford. Uh, y'all couldn't afford uh, your man's uh, booking fee. Where your man at? <laughs> Russ has the Russ has the week off. Oh, is that right? <laughs> he does. Her, Herb is filling in for Russ. Herb is a yeah. longtime friend of the show. Oh, shout out! Herb's the man. Straight up, we on the same vibes right now. You know. Yeah, we got the same vibes on, which is which is which is kind of cool to me, and I'll tell you why. I haven't. I have. I've been waiting to tell you this, but I haven't. Um, I think that you are the flyest dude in the Chicago sports. Don't do that. Media. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, 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 no. no. Don't, 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 don't do it. Man. Yeah, don't exactly. Him. He don't know what he's doing right now, Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, it's Wait, what am I doing? That. What's wrong? Because there are many gentlemen and women in this city who put it together. I just keep my shit clean and and you move it around a little bit. I don't even, I don't want to get into these wars with because there's no, a no, whole no. bunch of people who so can't wait to run like, up on me. Yeah. I ain't talking about like Kendall Gill or whatever. Like Kendall, he got. He 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 on some other stuff. I but, dress better than Kendall. Don't don't get it twisted. Oh, <laughs> that's your man. Let's, let's, that's your man. Let's not, you go. You're gonna start you know, a beef. Kendall. You're gonna start a beef between Goff and like Jim nah, Rose or something. No, you know what's up. No, oh, don't do that. I mean, you know who think they fly? That's the second person who I can say. Kenny, I'm out here, man. Reynolds, like Kenny McReynolds. He thinks he's oh, well, super fly. the people we talking about. Then yeah, you know, go get back to what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't done. I was only setting nah, that up for something you. else. I think you'd be super fly. You'd be killing the game. However, I've made it my personal, and I, I always come to the games like just like this. You know what I'm saying? It's a football game. It means nothing to me, right? I, I come I in sweats. <laughs> yeah, but because of you, I've decided that I want the crown of the flyest <laughs> sports media person in the city so next season i'm going to come for that crown that i think that you currently uh possess so i just want you to know that so 17 17 weeks next year i'm going to be super flat and hey, i just want yeah. you to know that i'm coming hey i appreciate you i appreciate you what is happening here this, uh, this goff we, right. we brought you on to play our new favorite game are you a real one have you heard any of these segments where we've had so cameron wolf chris cody caitlin sharkey are you familiar with how we do this 
So Tony slightly explained it to me. You slightly explained it to me as well. Um, I, That's I the level of preparation and professionalism that we usually do here. <laughs> no, but I feel like you know when you, when the question got well, just go ahead and ask ask the question because. All right, Tone, hit the button. Let's get started. This is not going to work out. Maybe this is a new segment. Maybe we bring somebody on and, and who is a real and five minutes of finding out we're just there. Are you a real one? Are you a real one? Nick Saban, head coach of the Dolphins, and real one. I <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The segment where we find out about your innermost being. You know, people lie. You know, they could say that they're a real one, but the evidence could say otherwise that they are not a real one. I sense real one traits here. So, are you a real one? Oh no, baby, you're not a real one. God likes that. <laughs> it is good. Oh, there's about to be some tomfoolery here. All right, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I'm excited. Jay- Jason oh, Goff man. from. He, Tony knows the kind of position he puts me in. Tony knows. Like, let me tell y'all what Tony does. And this is before I worked with Tony on the pod that I'm on now. But Tony, Tony has a way of, like, nudging you and then, like, looking at you like, so what are you going to say? You know what I mean? <laughs> Yes. Like my whole pod now, and he, I've an instigator. Tony, I've told, my whole pod now is watching Tony's reactions. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Because he knows, like he's Tony knows that his disapproval means something to me. <laughs> so, like you know, when he says something now, it's like, all right, you got to tell the truth to me, Jay, because I was disappointed in you. Like that's the look and vibe that I'm getting, and I should be disappointed in him more times than not. That's the problem. You That's a me? weird dynamic compared I'm telling to, you. to what we do here, which is like it's a we, different me, person. Yeah, like, me and Russ no. bring in Tony, you know, the weird mm-hmm. of the group. And then but but that on a, that can't stand on its own. You need a couple of normal people in there so you can kind of see exactly how weird this is. <laughs> but it sounds like you do it sounds like yeah, it sounds a little different the way that you guys relationship works. So this is the thing, like Tony is my man fifty grand. I see him at the gig, you know, we 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 you know, we converse about things, like he's 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 a cool dude, like I've known him for a while, right? Went to his wedding, know his lovely wife. But for some reason, when we get in these settings, <laughs> I feel like Tony is like the authority figure in the room. And I that is that is that is cockamamie. Like you think about like you think about like who shouldn't be the authority figure in the room. And for so, whatever reason, so my you're saying you're like, saying things, and I'm like, you're in your mind, you're like, oh, I'm hope I hope Tony agrees with this. No, it's not that I hope. I hope, I hope, shit if he, I hope Tony approves of whatever I'm saying. I don't saying. give a shit if he agrees with it or not. Like. Tony knows that his disapproval might make me like, oh shit, uh, me and Tony might make you on the same page. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> might make your confidence wobble a little. Yeah, it's, it's not even that. It's just weird. It's just weird. So I'm sorry. I right. already derailed the segment. Uh, I think I've already answered the question to my real one or not. I'm fearful of Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so no, <laughs> segment over. I'll holler at you. <laughs> hey man, enjoy y'all. Hey, what was the question though? I really now i really want to know I, are you a real one derailed their show uh what's up am i a real are one? you are what? you a real one so that's just the question am i a real that's one? the question yeah we're gonna work off what you gave us yeah i mean I, oh that's the so, problem 
I would hope so. Oh, we ain't definitely got y'all enough. That's for somebody else to say, though. That's for somebody else to, you know, it's like giving yourself a nickname, you know? That's whack. Okay. <laughs> yeah, somebody else got to say it for you. Well, so we, we will so. say it. After after you leave, we'll deliberate, and you can find out with everyone else on Friday if you it were, is. in fact, deemed a real one or not. All right, we got to decide. Um, Off that. <laughs> a little different than how we normally do this segment. As Goff was leaving, he told us uh, if we, we told him as we tell all of our people who have played this game with us, Herb, you know, we don't tell them what we determine. We don't tell them what our ruling is. You can find out when the pod drops on Friday morning like everybody else. And Goff said, uh, if the answer comes back not to my liking, you'll find out how much of a real one I am. <laughs> Which felt it felt like a very real one thing to say. And I believe him. I do too. It didn't it didn't sound disingenuous. It sounded very authentic and very sincere. Um I think that um if you come on Friday and find out that we determined he was not a real one, we might be met with the same treatment as that uh, raccoon or possum in your backyard. (laughs) Shovel and all. I don't think it will come to that. I think it was pretty clear from the way he just like drove his car into the middle of this show (laughs) that Goff is a real one. No doubt about it. Agreed. No doubt about it. Jason Goff is a real one. I, Uh, I... determining whether someone is a real one or not is uh it, it eludes me it's like trying to look at art and make some determination on it mm-hmm. but so i am not exactly sure what just happened or what he did to the show but i i'm gonna go with that was him being a real one you know what jason i did i like respectfully i disagree with you i think that you are a very good judge of real ones or not i think because like you just you see like genuine behavior or not and then you all you're able to call it out in an instant like you're like no that's not cool or yeah that is cool i think you know for sure when someone is or is not a real one i definitely think you know that just just and that's just for me outside looking in watching how you interact with other people it's just like nah jason jason knows Jason knows real ones and not real ones. However well, I you would I, I guess. It. I mean, I know that I'm not. No, that's that's a hundred percent lie. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, don't no, we've, don't we've already established that. You don't get we've to come in and that, yeah. yeah, that's that's proven. <laughs> I don't care. I, it's not I'm, true. Mo- I'm moving to the point of can I just be okay with that? No. We've it's had not people true. come on and not I, be I a real we've we've had people come in and not be determined to be a real one. But I think I'm gonna I'm go sure. with real I'm gonna go with real one for golf. Herb, you're you're in agreement, Tone? Real one for golf. Tony. Tone, are you yeah. here, man? We're doing a segment. As soon as golf As soon as golf leaves. Saying, yeah. I kept saying right. yeah. <laughs> Jason Goff, confirmed real one. Real one. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. 
And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, last time we had you on, Herb, I think it was last time, it's hard to remember, but we've had you on before, and we did Dear Herbie, where we give you things that people have written into Dear Abby about relationship dilemmas, which I think is a specialty of yours. I think you are like a doctor of this. And not always telling people what they want to hear. I think you can size up a situation and be like, all right, here's what's going on here. Can you handle a couple of these for us? I would love to. Let's do it. All right. This one's from a kid. This is a middle schooler writing it. All right. So, and you have, you know, young uh, nieces and nephews, I think, right? I do. Probably, I do. They come to Uncle Herbie for advice. Indeed they do. Dear Herbie, I'm a 13-year-old. I live in California. There's an eighth grade girl I have a crush on. The last time I saw her was three years ago in a musical theater show we were both in. And she passed me a note that said, do you like me? Sadly, I chickened out. I did write a really cool love rap for her, though. The problem is, since then, she has gotten on TV shows and commercials in L.A., and she might think she's too good for me now. How should I approach her? Also, should I show her my rap? So, young 13-year-old, salute to you. Um, You missed your beat on that one, right? There is a window of opportunity, and at 10... She opened the window for you. You fumbled. And then you genuinely came back three years later ready to pick up the ball and run with it. However, you found out that she had gotten to an elevated level of social status. I don't necessarily believe that should matter, but I absolutely believe that it does matter, especially for a 13-year-old. She's going to believe that she is now out of your league And she's probably even going to hold it against you that you fumbled three years ago when she was 10. 10 Ten-year-olds don't forget. Ten-year-olds hang on to everything. You can't, you can't, you can't spend the block on that one. You cannot spend the block on that one. Um, I would just say, learn your lesson. And the next time someone you're interested in shows a mutual interest in you, you make sure you seal the deal on that one. That's just going to be have the one you're going to have to grow with. I don't think you have a chance at, at spinning the block on um, said 13-year-old child star. Yeah, she's dating somebody on the Disney Channel now. Probably. Yes, he's done. He's done. He's whatever, like Shot. the the Jonas Brothers of their Sorry, year buddy. is. Yeah, or or, or girl. I don't. I don't even know that it was a boy. So, right, somebody Wh- from high school was, musical five or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. like. Yeah. No. No. Sorry. It's unfortunate. Your advice is get over it, I think, pretty much. Get over it, move on, but learn the lesson. Carry it with you, but get over it. Or use it as motivation to better yourself. You become a star as well. And, and then, then turn her down. Yeah, yeah and then we, turn and, her and, down. Absolutely. At, at 16, Wait, no, you can flip the right. script. No. No, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. At 16, you can Wait, flip now, the now script. Now this has become bad advice, no. Use it like Batman. Get you vengeance. It's only it's it's only vengeance if you shoot her a shot at 13 and she's like, no, 
But then at 16, you're the bigger star, and then she comes, and then you can be like, ah, hell no. You know what I mean? Like, okay. but if you don't, what if, 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 what if he gets there, he can get there through this love rap? I want y'all to understand this is 2023, and we have no idea that the a writer of this letter is a he. Okay? No, it is. He says he is. Okay. I'm, he says I'm a 13 year old guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. Okay, my bad. I, I might not have said that the first time. Sorry. Okay, cool. But I All do right. think if you, if you, I, A, I don't like your chances of writing a great love rap at 13. And B, if you're writing into Dear Abby about it, I'm a little even more pessimistic. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call telling me I need a girl who is sweet as a dove for the first time in my life. I see I need love. Come on, 13-year-old young fella. Go get your girl. Go get your girl. Even if you got to like, move to Hollywood. Go get your girl. All right. Well, your advice changed then. Your no, advice changed. You, you pivoted from, sorry, you missed your chance to uh, bet everything on this love rap you're writing in about. Listen, I'm just telling him what's going to happen. He can still shoot a shot. Shooter's okay. going to shoot. You know, shoot your shot. It's not going to work, but learn the lesson. Carry it with you so that the next time there is mutual interest, you do not fumble the bag. Okay. Uh, dear Herbie, I have been dating a man for more than two years, and I thought we had a future together. He smokes marijuana daily, and his motivation for doing anything is very low. That loud and that quiet. <laughs> I'm often frustrated with his unreliability, lateness, and lack of communication. I do enjoy being with him, and we get along great when we are together. Should I keep waiting and hoping, or move on and end it with him completely? I'm struggling with the decision. I have tried to break up with him multiple times, but we always wind up together again. Um, let me first start off by saying shout out to that man, because the brother clearly has great penis. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, anytime that, somebody is that, is that how you interpreted? We have tried to break. I've tried to break up with him many times. But we always end up back together. That's the, that the only way to interpret that statement. That's the translation. All right. That's okay. the only translation that fits. You okay. have continuously tried to break off this relationship, but for whatever reason you can't. There's only one reason. He is piping you well. Okay. So let's go with that. Number one. Tony, okay, buddy? Yeah. (laughs) I think he's laugh has already dropped his microphone. But I I will refer to the great poet laureate um, T.I. And he says, you say you want to kick it when I ain't so high. Well, baby, it's obvious that I ain't your guy. That's Mm. it. That that man Mm. clearly likes to indulge in marijuana. That's his thing. It may not be the writer's thing. It's not necessarily my thing, but it's clearly that guy's thing. So either you get with that or you move on. But you can't move on because the magic stick has you in the trance. Yes, you've mentioned that. That's what I said. I don't have a, I don't have another solution. I don't have another answer for that. Right? right? You say he's unmotivated. He he lacks ambition. The only other reason to stick with somebody that you don't a lot of things missing, right? Is yeah. that he would okay. be like now, you super don't rich? Say it again. No, 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 no I'm not gonna say it okay. again. <laughs> if, he, if he was like uber wealthy, 
then I would get it. Okay, you, you stay for because he's uber wealthy, even though you don't really like him. A lot of people do that, too. I think that's foolish, but a lot of people do it. The only other reason is what I've previously stated. There you go. Thank you. All right. Last one. Dear Herbie, I run a small side business with a good friend, and we have hired a handful of contractors to perform various responsibilities beyond our expertise. One of these supposed experts is very talented, but has repeatedly proven himself unprepared and unreliable. In our business, timing is everything. But this contractor recently botched a project because he was late hitting a button. When my partner and I confront him about his erratic performance, he dismisses it as merely a byproduct of being, quote, the littest producer in the game. What should I do about this problematic situation? Uh, that's written in from Jason in Lake Forest. So I would say to Jason in Lake Forest about the littest producer in the game. Um, this sounds like a drug business to me. And I think that I think I think, I think that these contractors who are the greatest producers in the game and um, goaded, they, they call themselves goaded. Right, 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 right. I think they I think they dropped the ball in this one particular instance. However, um, I don't know that you're going to be able to change them. So either you want the best product that you can get, even though sometimes it may be late or a couple of grams short. <laughs> you still want the best product that, that that's available. So I would say persist. And when you get your product delivered on time and complete, be grateful. And on the off chance that it's late or short, forgive. Forgive. Sounds sounds like uh, Jason from Oak Forest sounds like the the lady in the, with the first problem. <laughs> hey, that is hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious. Um, I'll re I will, I will refrain from responding to that, but perhaps. <laughs> All right, Herb, you ready to do the news? I am ready for news. Um, as we were telling Tony earlier, there is not really that much that actually happens during OTAs. And probably the most newsworthy thing that has happened during Bears OTAs was this week. Justin Jones, the defensive tackle, ripped into the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Justin. And now, Tony Gill reads... What's up, guys? Sorry, Tony Gill with glasses is nowhere to be found. Uh, mainly because I can't find my glasses. I so you just lost your days. glasses. You lost your yeah. glasses, so now Tony Gill with glasses isn't here. Yeah, yeah. So I got Tony Gill with glasses would have liked golf. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Tony Gill with glasses also a real one. You should uh, no. you should get him on the show. Real one. By definition, not a real one. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's always shows up on time. You know. All right, let's let's hear what Justin Jones said. <clears throat> right into the mic. 
Bears defensive tackle, Justin Jones on the Packers. Their fans are really bleepy. So, yeah, I wanted to go back up there and I wanted to play Aaron Rodgers and I wanted to beat them and I wanted to be there so he could see it. But the fact that he's gone, it's cool. I guess it's better for him to not be here. You know, I'm ready to take it over. I mean, it's a good time to be a Bears fan. When I asked to elaborate on what he said about Packers fans, Jones said, man, like just the way they're just freaking obnoxious, just yelling and all that other stuff about things that don't even matter. Like, we're not even running a play, and you guys are talking about, boo, go green. What are you even talking about? The game hasn't even started yet. What are you even talking about here? Whatever, bro. Half of them don't even know football. It's so weird to me. But I'm just ready to go back out there and play. I want to go out there, and I want to and I want to beat the hell out of them on their field, and I want to hear the boos. That's what I look forward to. Playing the hits, Herb. I mean, that's going to only go over well in Chicago. It's only going to go over well in Chicago. And all he has to do is go out there and win the game. Go out there and sack some guys. Well, the that's been a bit t- of a problem for them for like the last 30 years. 30 years? Yeah, yeah. it's like, listen, you played, the, you played him last year. You had an opportunity to go out there and mm-hmm. sack him. You played him twice. I don't know exactly how many drives offhand the Packers had in those two games, but you had that many opportunities to do whatever you wanted to do to Aaron Rodgers. It didn't happen. And to the victor go the spoils. I guarantee you if the Bears go up there and beat the Packers 28-7, their fans won't be hurling obscenities at you. Go win the game. You won't have to worry about that. But because we don't have any recent experience of winning that game, we just get upset because their fans are, I don't know, celebrating. No, thank you. I, it, it rings hollow to me. It sounds like uh, Chris Tucker talking about what he would have did with Debo, but Debo left. Yeah. Oh, that was different. <laughs> that that would have felt like. That's, that's, this is what it felt like. Debo went to another division in another conference, and now you, you want to talk all talk super greasy. When I got mad control over Debo. He'd be like, right. shut the F up. I be quiet. I be quiet. But when he leave, <laughs> I be talking again. Like <laughs> that's what this feels like. Like, come no. on, bro. Like no. now, now you want to talk about Green Bay now that now that the boogeyman's gone. I mean, I didn't even like you, if, if, just don't if lose. Tommy though. Harris had said that. I'm like, oh, that's look at you, Tommy Harris popping off. Cool, Justin Jones. Not right. yet, sir. Not don't, yet. Don't sir. have a bad game when you go up there, and definitely don't lose. Because now it's like you he's not even there. You lost to him anyway. It's gonna be week eighteen. The division will probably be decided by then. I don't know who's gonna win it, but it'll probably be decided by then. Neither of and, those teams. Yeah, probably neither of those two teams. And like what what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like I I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't I didn't like it and I wasn't impressed by it. It was fun. I it mean, was it was fun. one of the more fun things that's happened during OTAs in many cases. There's no doubt. Uh, I have an update for you on Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan, Tony's favorite Ooh. celebrity couple. Yikes. It's messy. <laughs> uh, they started a podcast together called Separation Anxiety. Have you heard, Tony? Are you a subscriber? I am not a subscriber, but I not have yet. heard. So, uh, that sounds like an unwise decision. On both parts. Uh, oh, I would say so. I would say so, but probably uh, a moneymaker. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just... I don't want to be too disrespectful. Every time he talks, it's just kind of like... Yeah. You know? Well, she says the very reasons that you're uncomfortable with this, I think, are the reasons that she revealed on the podcast that she originally saved Marcus's number in her phone under the name Mark Jacob to keep it a secret. <laughs> Larsa, a says, Larsa says on this podcast, Tone, I know you don't believe this, mm-hmm. but she says they were introduced at a party in L.A. four mm-hmm. years ago by a mutual friend. That's when they met. Mm-hmm. What? She, she says a lot of people thought we knew each other our whole lives. Like I threw your fifth birthday or something. No. I don't know what to do with that. It's it's just gonna be weird. It's just gonna be weird. And when she ultimately has a Pippin Jordan baby, it's gonna be even weirder. It's just weird. And and you must, you absolutely must hyphenate the name. You have to. You have and, to. And watch that baby be trash at basketball. Oh, super huff. All right. Super huff. <laughs> But like, I, I, just, I just don't get it, man. I, first of all, I don't believe they met four years ago. That would be very, 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 very difficult for me to believe um, that that Scottie Pippen's wife never met Michael Jordan's younger son. He was born um, in 1990, Herb, so he was there for eight years of that team being together. I get that. I get that, right? And and But, again – that, no, I'm it, saying that to support. Yeah, your it's argument. too long, right? It's just, it's just too long. You, you never saw that little boy, never. I don't believe that. Change, you never helped out changing a diaper in the family room at the United Center. The family rooms ain't if, that big. If you, you were ever, saw that little boy, if she was ever part of the, hey, you know, Michael just had his second kid. Oh, that's nice. That's cute. I'm, I'm happy for it. Never. Her. You probably never. You never <laughs> talked to one. You, you didn't know Juanita was pregnant. Like you, like you, you didn't know any of this stuff. I remember like, when you were like, like, come on, that's just that's just not real. That's 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 kind of wild to me. I I don't I don't know Marcus. Me and Marcus happen to go to the same high school, but he's enough younger than me that I just I don't know him. I do know Jeff though, and it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's just like, yo, this it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Can you at least give that man his last name back before you start like boning his nephew? Yeah, just it's weird. A lot of a it's lot weird. of un- unwise decisions. It's weird. Larsa, Larsa said that at the beginning of their relationship, when it was kind of will they or won't they, she said she hesitated because it was quote a really crazy situation given the family's history. But I would say that that's still true. So. <sighs> I it almost, I, she almost sounds like she's seeing the same thing we're seeing when we are concerned about this. The beef between Mike and Scotty is just weird. And I think that, like, because because we know the level of petty that Mike is willing to go to in any competitive scenario, really manufactured or otherwise, it it's like I would like I would just wouldn't be. Like, oh, we got introduced four years ago. Michael introduced us. <laughs> every Herb, every picture I've seen of them together, I'm sure there are some that, that aren't, but every picture that I've seen of them together, he is always wearing a Jordan T-shirt or a Jordan shoes. Oh, listen, it's a part of their kink. She wears Jordans every time they play. Yeah. <laughs> I You just like killed Tony like five times during this episode. Yeah. He's dead again. 
Oh, she's got a jump man tat somewhere. <laughs> Herb, have you ever wanted to go back to high school? Yes. Okay. So you might try this then. Uh, there, it was a 28-year-old who was found to have been in high school uh, just last month. No. The, a, a 28-year-old woman in Hanville, Louisiana, was arrested after going through the recent school year. And from what I could tell, it was the entire school year as a ninth grader pretending to be 17. Absolutely not. So when I say that I would, I've, I've thought about going back to high school, I mean, thought about doing high school again, like 14 to 18. If you could go back and change some things. Not, right, not, go, just do it again. not go back I, I, under a fake name and a fake birth certificate. Yeah. The uh, idea of being 28 and spending all of my days around 15 year olds is crazy to me. <laughs> that's that's yes. just crazy to me. Yeah. Um, so no, not that way, but I just to go back and do it again. That way is kind of super wild. Um, side note, I encourage y'all to watch. There's a show, there's a docuseries called um, The Curious Case of Natalia something. And it is wild, right. wild, wild. It might be hard for people to find that when you don't have the full title. Sure, the curious or case the of Natalia. Service you're giving. Only, f- it's just her last name. That's, that's okay. the only thing missing. The curious Google case that of and Natalia. You'll find it. Okay. Google the curious case of Natalia, and you will find it. Um, Hulu Netflix. He doesn't know. I feel like that's it's like an HBO of, Max. Part of why this is not a helpful yeah. recommendation. I feel like it was HBO Max. But Google okay. the curious case of Natalia. It will pop up immediately. Okay. I, I assure you. Okay. Uh, anyway, in Hanville High School, this is in Hanville, Louisiana, about 30 miles west of New Orleans, uh, Martha Gutierrez Serrano and her mother were arrested Tuesday after someone in the school administration got a tip that there was a, a an adult impersonating a teenager at their school. She did it with a fraudulent Honduran passport and birth certificate, and she said that the reason that she was doing this, she's only been in the country uh, maybe two years was to work on her English, which not a not a bad way to do it. But there are other ways that are that don't involve you pretending to be a teenager and going to high school. Um, St. Charles Parish Sheriff Greg Champagne. That's his real name. That's also the name I'm going to use when I check into hotels now. I think Greg, Greg Champagne, Champagne. <laughs> uh, says that if you see her, she could, quote, very easily pass for a teenager. Uh, the authorities said that she did not participate in sports. I know that's what Tony's worried about. Was there a 28-year-old out here on the basketball team? We saw that. Uh, we saw that somewhere else where there was a, an assistant mm-hmm. coach playing for a, uh, a JV team or something like that. Like she killing, didn't... too. Yes, right. Not being <laughs> subtle. Not being sneaky about it at all. Uh, but uh, uh, Martha Gutierrez um, didn't participate in any sports or extracurriculars. They don't have any intel suggesting she did anything else illegal. Uh, they, uh, Greg Champagne says, quote, she minded her own business, did her schoolwork, and caused no trouble. It sounds like she would have been able to keep going. The but reason for? she's in. The reason she's in, but for this tip. I mean, it sounded like no one had any problems with her. She just did her homework, like got along with everyone, stayed, kept a low profile, wasn't out trying to play for the JV basketball team or anything like that. And uh, somehow they got a tip in the uh, the school district administration and found this out. This is not the first time this has happened this year, by the way. There was, in January, 
a 29 year old who made it about a week. I think it was in a New Jersey high school. I don't get the appeal. I, I just, I really don't get the appeal. There are other ways to learn English other than taking freshman English at some high school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to, you don't have to do it that way. Um, it, it, I'm kind of impressed she got through the whole school year. She was phenomenal. So this, she must have been. You hear about this other key. story where somebody made it about a week. They made it four days, I think. I mean, this person didn't get found out until the school year was over in Hanville, Louisiana. I feel like she was back in like you said Honduras. Uh, she, I don't know if she is Honduran, but it did say in the AP report and in the uh, New Orleans Times Picune article that I read about it that she used a faked, a fraudulent Honduran passport and birth certificate. Wherever she came, I feel like she was like practice practicing before she came over, like like she she got she got her adolescent game all the way together, like you know what I mean, like completely together, and. She just flew under the radar, not super social, not, you know, trying to integrate herself into the social circles of high school, no sports teams, just just doing what she came to do. I can commend her on that, but I just don't understand. I, I, I don't I don't get the motivation. I just right. Yeah, you know. it is, it's a weird thing to make a decision like that, but she did pull it off. Shout out to her. And finally, Herb. A couple in the Florida Panhandle has been uh, running a pig reserve called In Loving Swineness Sanctuary, and they just couldn't take it anymore. And the reason I know that they just couldn't take it anymore is because they called local animal control and said, I just can't do this anymore. (laughs) So they were running this pig sanctuary, and they started out – this is like on a uh, rural part of the Florida Panhandle, near somewhat near Pensacola – And they started out four years ago with 20 pigs. And these pigs have a great environmental benefit because they eat this particular grass that's an invasive species around this town of, uh, I think it's Cantonment, Florida. But 20 pigs turned into 150 pigs last year. Wow. And that turned into over 600 pigs this year. And that was the breaking point for the people that ran this reserve. Uh, Animal control spent four days rounding up 608 pigs from this property. That is a terrible assignment. It's terrible. That sounds like a horrible task to get that call on a Tuesday morning and be like, hey, here's what we need you to do. Yeah, you're, not, you're not saving a cat from a tree. It's not we have some stray dog that was tied up somewhere that we got to figure out, you know, where to where to take it, what, who its owner is. We need you and some of your uh, pals that are at the animal control department to go round up 600 pigs. Walking around that property couldn't have been good. No, and this wasn't like animal control in like New York City. There's probably like three people who would come do this. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, right. They spent four days on this. Uh, they they think the estimate is that they got all but fifteen pigs. Some of these they some of these pigs, uh, they said at least three of them were too big to wrangle, like they could hurt you, and they did not want to get themselves hurt at the end of four days of rounding up pigs. Uh, but also that they believe that some of the pigs that they uh, did not round up are pregnant. So this might not be a problem that's ending anytime soon. So we're talking about at least three generations, right? They went from, I forgot what the first number was, then it was 120 and then it was 600? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it went from 20 to 150 over a few years and then exploded the 
600 plus. No, that's that's just wild. That's just that's, that's too much. I, I I don't know anyone can be surprised by this. Yeah, people, uh, um, species are going to procreate, and just kind of what species do, and I'm I don't know why they would be surprised. They should have known that was coming and stopped this thing long, long ago. That's a lot of bacon, though. Well, it might be. These pigs were taken to various farms around the country. They, they couldn't take 608 pigs to one place, but they were kind of spread out among a bunch of different farms. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's you got to be more responsible now. You got to have more foresight than that to know what's coming. Literally. It's got to be a it's got to be a dicey. Okay, sorry. It's got to be it's got to be a dicey <laughs> job being animal control, and like the more rural, the harder that job probably is. But when you get a call from someone who is just at their wits end, I can't take it anymore. Please come get 600 pigs off my property. That's not no. a good day at the animal control department. I would I, like part of me wants to just say no, but I understand that if y'all if you aren't going to come help me, then I'm just going to open the gate and then the community can deal with it. So you got to go help them. But it's like, no, like how did you get 600 pigs on your property? That's crazy. Like, yeah, no, no, it's just not responsible. It's not responsible. That's the news. Sports Adjacent is brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to BetMGM.com or uh, download the BetMGM app and use our promo code ADJACENT1000. Uh, that will get you this deal. Your first bet with BetMGM gets paid back up to $1,000 in free future betting credits if you don't win. Just use promo code ADJACENT1000. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Tony Gill, the goaded producer, is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Yep. You can go you can go to our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, and you will get 23% off everything if you go to their site through that link. It's a really good discount. You look around, different discounts you're gonna get, it's really gonna be more than 15 or 20%. So 23% off when you're buying really high quality bedding, which I don't know why you wouldn't. You use that every night practically. Unless you're out of town, you are using that every night. And I can tell you personally, every time I get into my bed with my sheets and giggles, the sheet set, 100% eucalyptus, the, the ones that, you know, they're kind of their classic item that they have there. I'm so glad that I did. Super comfortable. Uh, you, you can get a lot of other stuff on there too, like a duvet and flannel sheets and stuff like that. And all of it is good. Everything I've gotten from them is good. I cannot recommend the sheet set itself enough. Extremely comfortable. Perfect for summer. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and you'll get 23% off everything at Sheets and Giggles. Herb Howard, it was good to have you back, man. I gotta say this. Since I've gotten my two sets of sheets from Sheets and Giggles, mm -hmm. all of my other sheets have been completely neglected. I rotate those two yeah. <laughs> nonstop. I don't put anything else on my bed. I just rotate tarps. those two. Use them That's when it. you're raking leaves. leaves. That's no, that, that's it. They they feel different, like legit. They feel different. And the little white throw blanket, when the summer comes, the white throw blanket replaces my huge comforter because it's too hot in the summer. I just use the white throw blanket, and that's that's legit. So my little co-sign on, on Sheets and Giggles. I love that. I love that company and their product. Tone, he stole your thunder there. This is usually where you come in with a, a, a personal testimony about Sheets and Giggles. 
No, no, just want to end it on a song. On phone them grief. On phone them grief. On phone them grief. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Oh, fun and great. Oh, fun and great. Oh, fun and great. Oh, fun and great. A phone great. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.